Hi guys, episode 39 is in full effect with special guests, the legend, the OG himself, Mr. William Coker, aka Bill Coe, aka the brother who paved the way for a lot of barbers coming up in Gary, Indiana. He shares what it takes to be a successful barber, his longevity of entrepreneurship, and what it means to him to be from Gary, Indiana. Bill has been cutting hair for over 25 years. He is the owner of his own barbershop, Bill Cole Barbershop, located in Gary, Indiana. Bill dropped a lot of gems and nuggets for you guys in this episode. I'm about to stop talking so you guys can sit back and enjoy this episode. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. Welcome to another edition of the Duwan Marrero Podcast. I'm your host, Duwan Marrero. Joining me this week is someone who paved the way for a lot of barbers, has done endless workforce community of Gary, Indiana. He handles business with class. He continues to elevate and take his game to another level. The game changer, the OG himself, uh, Bill Cole. Pleasure to have you on the DM Podcast. Bill, how you feeling? Hey! <laughs> We don't have no live audience, but yeah. Hey, 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 clap it up. I'm gonna clap I'm it up for thing. you, baby. We're in this thing. Oh, I'm gonna clap it up for hey, you. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's just a, it's a, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to uh, give back um, what I've been giving to me. So, uh, man, let's do it. Let's let's go for it. Um, first and foremost, thank you everyone uh, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, please leave a review after this episode. Bill Cole's really gonna dive deep. He's a strong brother, a huge influencer around the community and um bill please uh tell the people who you be and 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 uh where your roots at oh that's i always get stuck when i want to ask that question because it's so much but i will definitely say that my name is william henry oliver coker i come from a bloodline of entrepreneurs um my great great grandfather was a uh big time entrepreneur his his son was an entrepreneur and so um it just it's in the bloodline so i am a fourth generation entrepreneur mm. and um that's what a lot of people don't know that it's in the bloodline your know, pedigree is everything mm. just like dogs hey. you know the, the more you keep the blood pure the more you'll see the pedigree come out but uh i'm the owner and operator of Billco barbershop here in gary indiana and uh we've been open since 19 19- 99 here at this location um and uh we are the number one barbershop in lake county we've been named that for the past five or six years and uh, we've been keeping the legacy alive man bill i, re- I remember used to come in uh with antonio foley when mm-hmm. i went to banneker mm. and i was looking for a new barber and and you always got me right and, mm. and i'm truly grateful and appreciative that's why like when things you come around and you see a brother blossom, like mm-hmm. having the podcast and you used to cut this little brother, like let's say 14, 15 years old. And, mm-hmm. and Marvin used to bring me up here. Those things I, I'll never forget. And who would you say like influenced you to be the person you are today? Mm. Um, first and foremost, I would definitely say my mom, cause she's in the hair industry. Okay. And um, through her, uh, we are, we are connected to the Irby's. Who, okay. A lot of people don't know about in the city of Gary. The Urbish was one of the first black um, businesses to have their own hair care line. They actually had their own manufacturer uh, company off 11th Avenue. Mm-hmm. 
And so the Irby's, uh, Mr. Irby was my mentor. He put me on his wings at, at the age of 11. Mm. And uh, I learned more than just cutting the hair, being a barber from him because he was a barber, he was an entrepreneur, he was a business owner, and he just, he was able to collaborate all those three things in one. He's one of them old school, he gonna give it to you raw type people. So mm. I, I learned, he was definitely my mentor, but my mom, she actually uh, introduced me to the hair care business. What, what age did you start cutting hair? Uh, started barbering at 12. Um, quick story on that, I went to the barber college here in Gary called Lavelle's on 17th and Broadway. Okay. And uh, I let somebody cut my hair in there. And when I got back home, it was messed up. My mom was a stylist. She had clippers in the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom and just fixed it. That's exactly how it happened. So when I went outside, everybody was like, who cut your hair? Who cut your hair? And I was like, I did. Somebody messed it up, but I fixed it. And they was like, no, you didn't. And they didn't believe me. And I, uh, I had a dollar. And I paid a dude a dollar to let me cut his hair. So I was my first investment. And then from there, you started building your clientele. From there, man, I started cutting neighborhood kids. The parents was letting me practice on their kids. And I messed up everybody I possibly could. <laughs> man, but, and then you decided to open, like, once you obviously, what, what age did you find, like, okay, I'm pretty good at this? When did you discover that art? About, about 15, 16 is when it changed. It okay. shifted. It became... Um, of me trying to prove myself to I, I'm established. So right. my 15, 16, uh, the word hit uh, other high schools, mm -hmm. uh, junior high, middle school, moms was coming to bring their kids to the mm -hmm. kitchen. Okay. I was a kitchen barber, a neighborhood kitchen barber. Man, that, and that's something like when you, I always ask, like, when did you discover your art? Because mm -hmm. I didn't discover that I was actually talented at this game until my senior year in college. Mm. Uh, and I'm elaborate more because when you get unnoticed and you get overlooked, that will deter you to go a different route. Mm -hmm. But you have to have that self-confidence like, I'm pretty talented at this, you know? I don't, I don't need a, uh, someone to validate that for me. And I have to have good people around me. And, and when I was looking at my own tape, and then I had got that first professional contract deal in Europe, everything who said, what I couldn't do just went out the window. Mm. And I and I kept that confidence. So that's when I discovered my art as well was in my senior year in college. Because mm. I always knew I was okay, but when you get overlooked a lot, you start to question your abilities. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm actually nice at this game. Mm. So, so Bill, I, I thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, in the 90s, how hard was it to open up a shop? Was it hard? Oh, it was, it was, my, my first business, um, it actually happened um, through experience. Um, I worked with my mom in her salon at a building called Top of the Hill. Mm -hmm. And uh, inside of Top of the Hill, I was able to open up a little three-chair shop. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, it just came naturally, to be honest, man. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. When you watch people for so long, you kind of just mimic what they do. Uh, got the paperwork in order. I read books on um, how to open up your own business. And... Uh, I just followed the steps and did it the right way. Do you, you know? think it's uh, pretty funny, like, when you hear entrepreneurs now mm -hmm. are, like, motivational speakers about how to run an entrepreneur lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And then you've been doing it since the 90s. Mm -hmm. Do you still apply some of their new method mm -hmm. into your business currently? Most definitely. <laughs> I, I never stopped learning. Mm -hmm. I never stopped learning. I, I, I was told a long time ago, know enough to know that you don't know enough. Sure. And uh, I live by one of those models to make sure that I, I stay relevant in today's society 
when it comes to education. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always, I'm ever learning. I'm ever learning, ever. How did you uh, build your clientele to stay consistent? Because obviously mm-hmm. you have these, these young kids coming up, mm-hmm. following the same footsteps you're doing, yeah. but you still stay busy. Mm-hmm. What do you think kept you with your good clientele? Through my experience, mm-hmm. I would definitely say um, it's been passion, mm-hmm. pers- uh, uh, passion, I would say um, persistence mm-hmm. and personality. Mm-hmm. You bring up three, P, three, go three P's together, you're gonna be successful. Mm-hmm. So it's passion, persistence, and personality. Mm-hmm. And people today, you are definitely, uh, they're looking for a dependable barber that's gonna be able to connect with them emotionally, right. yeah, mentally, and physically with meaning. I agree. Haircut. Yeah. And so uh, when they find that, um, they want they want to keep that. But then it's, it's your job as a barber mm-hmm. slash entrepreneur to be able to seal the deal in, in the first meeting. Mm-hmm. So every first time client I get, uh, shoot, nine times out of ten they come back. Mm. What what advice do you give those new barbers who like let's say come to your shop and you give them an opportunity, but they don't have the clientele that they want to make money right away? What advice do you give them? Um, once again, I'm gonna speak from experience. Okay. Uh, I I tell them stay green. Mm-hmm. Stay green. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you know it all. Right. Let us teach you. Let right. us let us help you. Right. Um, that's the big thing now because it's microwave world. Mm-hmm. It's popping in the microwave. The dinner done. Well, um, with success, it don't work that way. Mm-hmm. It don't. You have to know how to lose to know how to win. Mm. What was some of the challenges you faced as a barber? Um, some of the challenges I would say is being consistent with haircuts okay. because these people want the same look every time they come. That's right. not easy. Right, right. It takes skill set. Right. You know, it's kind of like a basketball player. Get to that spot and right. as you practice that that elbow free throw jump sure. line, right. that don't mean it's guaranteed. It's not. You know, right. but the more you practice it, the right. more consistent you'll be in that. In right, there. right. And it's the same with us as barbers. We have yeah. to. That's that's the the hardest part of, of the most challenging part of a barber is making sure you you're continuously producing quality work. Mm. Okay. Over well, years. No, you twenty five years vet. Yeah. Twenty five. I mean, I'm still learning, bro. What, what do you think? Uh, like going through your social media, I, I applaud you for just transitioning to the digital era. Mm-hmm. What do you think separates you from the rest of the barbers? Um, I, I think what separates me. From the rest of barbers, if you're talking social media wise, mm-hmm. is I use social media. I don't let it use me. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it to socialize digitally, mm-hmm. but I still know how to socialize physically. Mm-hmm. I still know how to open, have an open conversation. I still know how to engage with people. But I think once people see my social media, they see my personality. Right. Um, I ask all my new clients when they come, how did you hear about me? And they say, I found you on Instagram. And I say, well, what made you choose me? They say, you, you just come across like you're a likable person. Nice. And I say, well, what you see is what you get. Right, right. So I don't false advertise. I don't put on Instagram that I'm this big, bad, concho barber. And, uh, right. you know, I don't do that. I put it out there like, hey, I'm, I am Bill Carr. I'm the game changer. Hey, there you go. Um, You know, before we get to Houston, mm-hmm. that segment. Uh, I want to wrap up just this region in Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, what has Gary, Indiana taught you that always kept you to this day? Like, what's some of the principles that you keep w- with you to this day mm. from Gary, being from Gary, Indiana? Learning how to get through adversity. Um, 
Nobody said the, the road was going to be easy. Mm. Gary has taught me how to fight through every storm. Mm. There's an old saying from everybody I know from Gary. If you can make it in Gary, you can make it anywhere. Because it's the school of hard knocks in all, on all levels. No question. <laughs> it's the school of hard knocks. So uh, I'm a student of the streets of Gary. Uh, I think I got a PhD. I ain't yeah. got a master yet. Hey, <laughs> I definitely got a PhD I'm, out I'm, here in these streets. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I want to follow up, Bill, because I had a, a young brother, you know, it's like, I want to be on your podcast laughing, but very serious. So I'm like, young brother, like, what you want to talk about? A lot of people want to hop on, but if you don't have any substance or meaning behind what you want to talk, I can't have you on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, athletes can't make it out of Gary. And, I, and I'm like, well... I can't speak on that because I'm a product of Gary. Mm-hmm. I'm where I want to be at. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with my life. I, I know where I'm from. Um, and, I, and I told him that don't let where you from be a stigma why you can't make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's the easy question because yeah. I said I'm a product. I'm, I'm from Fifth. I, I went to Spirit of God. I mm-hmm. went to back. All my schools are from the concrete jungle mm-hmm. of Gary, Indiana. Yes, yes, yes. So me moving forward in my life, I've been through it, so I understand how you feel, but don't tell another brother that just because you're from Gary, you can't make it, my yeah, guy. That's, just, that's mentality. <laughs> and, and I told him that's why I have this podcast, because I said all of season one is from Gary, ending in yeah. with the mayor yeah, and the councilman at large. Mm-hmm. I have from politicians to athletics and brothers who don't hoop, who are doing very well in their endeavors. Mm-hmm. So I told him you need to just tap in. You know what I mean? And and that's why it's so much free content out here, Bill. I had to get you on here to share yeah. your grind. Because you've been doing it since the 90s. And now everybody want to be an entrepreneur. And I know you be looking at these brothers and sisters and be like, girl, you have no idea. Yeah, you know, I look at them saying welcome, but right. know what you're getting into. Right. Um, don't, don't let Instagram or Facebook fool you. Right. You know, it's not a bed of roses. But uh-huh. even if it is a bed of roses, there's thorns. Yeah. So don't when you get stuck, don't cry. Like, ah, that's just a part right. of it. So that's I, how I think the same thing goes podcasting. Because in order for you to have a successful podcast, you have guests. Unless you want to be a solo. Yeah. And and, and uh, if you want to be solo and you have good stuff to talk about, then so be it. But for you to have a podcast where people could tap in and connect, you got to have the network. And, yep. and that's why I utilize my network. And that's why I have 30 plus episodes right now. Mm. But I also had to take some brothers where they was like, I'll let you know if I want to hop on. Which means it's a no. If they tell me I'll let you know, that's a no. Because a young brother ain't really going to follow up with you. Mm-hmm. And I took that from some brothers within the community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I had to look at that because sometimes it's an ego thing with people. Mm-hmm. But then I try to wonder why if I go outside of Geary, why they're so quick to hop on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a recipe for success in Geary. Mm-hmm. Um, is they support you once you make it somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Like, honestly. That's yeah. crazy. That's just a recipe for success in Gary. I don't know why it's so backwards that way, but they wanted to see you go to Cali, blow up, and then it's like, oh, yeah, 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 man, hey, man, I, I got you. But when I was here trying to do it, it was, oh, man, you ain't going to make it. Right. Yeah. So that's just a mentality that's been learned from, from generations. I think Gary's behind. 100%. Within, yeah. within creating content creativity because we have the the gyms you know basketball players is rocky but they're there mm-hmm. the potential's there and i just think we we were so used to like not showing our creativity and just 
letting our game do the talking is much different now in this digital era. Yeah. And and that's a question I have for you, Bill, is like, um, how did you adapt to this digital era? Did you used to show Ooh. your craft before? No, no, no. I'm I'm two and a half years in social media. Yeah. I use I used to use do Facebook for my family stuff. Right. I but, remember um, you telling me I'm just on Facebook, Greek. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was um, moving to Houston, my transition right. there, uh, I had sought out to a couple of people who were uh, social media um, uh, engineers, and they knew how to just engineer social media, and uh, they told me that we're going to create a campaign for you. So somebody created a campaign called Bill Cody Houston. And they started um, campaigning me and promoting me and doing things, running ads, letting Houston know that I was coming as the uh, the master of beards. Mm. And um, that was my first campaign in Houston, uh, going there. So I never needed social media because I was already established in Houston. So it was like, mm. what did I need it for? Right. I, I needed more for the business opposed to me as a person, mm-hmm. uh, a, a barber. So... Um, so I started learning how to use it, mm-hmm. and I found a niche in it, and I've just been working it. No, I, I applaud you. When I was going through your feed, I was entertained. Because I haven't <laughs> been on your feed, so mm-hmm. me looking and, and gathering notes for this episode, I was like, you're a guru right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The all, self, all self-talk, bro. Um, and that's dope. And, and that same thing with here. This is my third mic. See what I'm saying? From from the, This was my mic started from the iPhone. Um, I have another mic in my bag just in uh, case this goes out. But I wow. only had a mic for the iPhone. That's this crazy. is connected to the laptop. Wow. So I upgraded as I continuously learned. Because I knew I had the content, but also as I have the content, I got to have the skills and the proper etiquette to have a guest like you. And then you see, like, no, I'm really serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I bought this. Like, yeah. nobody's out here sponsoring What's me. the first thing I said when you I said, you got a mic in there? Right, thing, right, man. right, right. Hey, no. look at this. Hey. Hey, look at this mic, everybody. We're talking about this mic. Look at that. Yeah, we we, we have to come official, Bill. That's a real mic. Yeah, we have. It's like I can bust around on this mic. And, and shout out to Babies and Beers. Like, I, I keep them. Oh, them. Babies and Beers. We know all about that, yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep them on, on, a, on a MacBook in the back. So, shout out to Miguel. Mick, <laughs> shout out, boy. Um... You know, transitioning to Houston. What made you make that transition? That was a big leap, Bill. Ooh, wow, leap of faith. Uh, you know what? We talk about faith a lot, but mm-hmm. we don't live by faith a lot. No, we don't, because we don't see them. We don't see it. <laughs> so, um, that happened. I, me and my wife been wanting to move for a while just to get into better weather, mm-hmm. and for our son to mm-hmm. have a better opportunity in basketball. Yeah, and, sure. Um, we thought uh, a better climate would be better. We always want to move somewhere warmer. And um, Houston wound up being our destination. Mm-hmm. Um, I got roots in Houston. I have family in Houston. And um, we we started planning two years out. I didn't tell nobody until about a year. And what's so amazing, which you don't know, is today, 9-11 makes actually two years today. Damn. Yeah. Congratulations. So, yeah, so everybody don't know if you guys um, will help celebrate with me. This is two years in Houston, Texas today, nice. 9-11. I'll never forget it. Never. That's dope. Yeah, so. That's, that's sweet. How, <laughs> was it was it difficult for you to bring your business out there, knowing who you were and trying to break scary. into the ground? It was scary. Why so that? just put yourself in my shoes. I've been barbering in one city for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. I have the same client. I've seen cl- customers grow up and graduate from college. 
I'm I'm yeah. I'm Bill Corleone. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen kids grow up, get married, have children. Mm-hmm. I'm cutting their children, and um, I have to go to a new city where don't nobody know me. Mm. So that's where I am. I am Bill Corleone's birth because going to Houston, I just was like, okay, I need to brand myself. How do I brand myself? Right. Well, I already have a business called Bill Coles, uh-huh. but don't nobody really know who Bill Co is. Mm. So I said, well, I'll just name myself. I am Bill Co. Mm. That's how I am Bill Co was birthed, mm. and uh, we used that. We created an Instagram page called I am Bill Co, and we just start pushing it, pushing it. So when people say, "Well, who is Bill Co?" then they look, "Oh, he a barber from Gary who owns his own business." Woo woo. So it just all divinely connected us. Right. All the all the all the lines and the dots and the T's and the crosses. It just all. Did you together. Did you have to be a team player? Did yeah. So um, very humbling. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know. I own and operate a barbershop here in Gary um, called Bill Coe Barbershop. Uh, we, we, have, we have over 21 barber chairs here in this building. And to go from owning your shop to go work at a shop mm. and become a barber mm. and not a barbershop owner, you're talking about eating humble pie. Mm. Did, so you, I, did you have to wait in the chair till you get a new customer? Yeah. And then I said, deal with people. They asked me, do you know how to cut? Yeah. They didn't know me. Yeah, yeah, that's humbling. Yeah. That's that's humbling. I had a couple of kids like, he not cutting my hair? Yeah. Um I I, I want to move <laughs> on top of that cuz when I when I was very very fortunate to play on the top team that I currently do in Puerto Rico, Ponce, um that franchise won 15 championships. Wow. Been to the championship 28 times. Mm. We just made history with me being on that roster and and when they called me they say we need fresh talent because our, our players are veterans pretty much older and we know you're a great player up and coming and rising and um, I was like sure you know what I mean the deal was worth it um, it was definitely something to help build my resume and just be around other great players and the league vibe from that team being highly touted it's like who is he mm-hmm. can he play basketball not knowing my resume or pedigree of where I came from and, and that was humbling because the games were always sold out Mm. So when I check in, having to be a free agent, having played in three months in that league, and then come back when they're making that playoff push, I knew that I had to like redesign myself. And so when that when I checked in, I was, I was tunnel vision. And then once they rearranged the roster, we lost game six in the finals. Mm. So when they brought me in May 2nd, it was either like do or die because the second year was a team option. Mm. <laughs> Not a guaranteed second year until that exit meeting, which I was confident that they're going to bring me back because they heard good things, but they wanted to see for themselves was I that same dog. Mm. But I had to be so humble because I'm going into a sold out crowd every game, a city, but everyone knows the team. And I just had to like work and mm. humble myself. And the first thing I told the team when I introduced myself was like, hey, I'm not here to take any of you guys spots. I'm just here to help you guys win. Yeah. And and be a team player. Yeah. And accept my role. And that's the most important part. Yeah. Know your role. And I let the team in charges, you know, coming in and bringing that energy bill. And, mm-hmm. and But humbling myself. Because yes. I'm like, you can make money leading the team in charges. Exactly. Guarding the other team best player while the best player on your team needs to get a break on defense. Exactly. Because now we're at the professional level. We're all Bro- working together. Bro- brothers ain't playing on both ends of the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, um... It was very humbling going yeah. into a barbershop. Yeah. I went. I worked at a barbershop called Spotlight Barbershop. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they kind of worked out exactly how I was looking for it to happen. I wanted to go somewhere that was new mm-hmm. so I can help establish him, mm-hmm. me having 20-something years of the business owner. And uh, just, I met a guy who opened a shop. He was open two months. Whoa. Just perfect, perfect location. I was looking for a diverse uh, uh, barbershop. I didn't want to go all black. I wanted mm-hmm. to have some ethnicities right. and stuff in there. And it worked out fine. One of the best decisions I ever made. I stumbled upon it. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually stumbled upon it, so that worked out. That worked out pretty good for that for it to happen that way. So do you? You do Caucasian? Yes, well? I do all ethnicities. Uh huh. Yes. Nice. Because any, of, any, as long as you got hair, I can cut it. Yeah, and and that's because being a barber is an art. Yes. <laughs> it's it's definitely an art, Bill, and and I admire you. I'm pretty sure when people listen to it, that's one of those questions. Like, does he only do black people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. You know? And 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 that's dope, um, Bill. You the traveling master barber. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? You know. You know it's it. It's mind blowing because you in San Antonio too. I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. always traveling, going yeah. somewhere. Um, I'm getting requests. I do, I get requests to do classes. People host me. They fly mm-hmm. me in to teach classes on how to do the game changer. Um, and uh, that's what makes me a traveling barber. I travel mm-hmm. back and forth here. Mm-hmm. Um. It's actually, it's not even a dream come true because I never dreamed that I'll be traveling being a barber. Mm. Most barbers don't travel uh, unless you are with, uh, you know, a film mm. crew or something like that. But yeah. um, I'm, I've been try. I get, I call it vacation. You know. Hey, what, what's your service fee? I, I know you're not cheap, Bill. <laughs> no, hey, the stock no, ride. No, I know you're not cheap, baby. No, it's not, it depends <laughs> on what you're looking for. Uh-huh. If you're looking to learn. Uh, the full game change mm-hmm. is twenty five hundred mm-hmm. for two days. It's a two day course. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for a one day one on one class, it's fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is you shadow me and I I teach you everything I know, every product I use, and how to use every product. Um, it just depends on what you want. But I sure. only have three packages, so nice. that's it. You know, um, it's a quote. Um, you know, the less you have, the harder you work. Always remember when you were hungry. Three things you live by: Bill, stay hungry, stay humble. And stay focused. I remember that. Hey, be the barber that can provide any service. That's something you, I'm pretty sure you always say, and and that's something you you do. You do a really good job, Bill, and I'm and I'm honored to have you on this podcast. Wow, amazing, amazing. Um, man, it's Bible quote because I know you're a spiritual brother. As we wrap up this segment, and you know it's James, uh, chapter four, verse ten, okay. King James version. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. That's something that I stand by and something that I'm pretty sure you stand by as well because of everything you're endured, your trials and tribulations, Bill, and being a Gary Neana product. You led with faith, and Amen. that's big time, bro. Well, none of this would be possible without God at Amen. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. People, you know, I, I say all this and all that, but when it boiled down to it, it's God did this. He, 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 he divinely made me to do what I'm doing now. And I'm walking in my purpose. So I like to tell people, make sure your walk match your call. Amen, Bill. Hey, the one and only OG Bill himself. Thank you again, Bill, for coming on the DM podcast, bro. Um, any any further remarks you want to make before we hey, wrap it up? Thanks for having me. Um, guys, everyone to find out where I'm at, you can catch me on Instagram at I am Bill Co. All one word, the game changer. And um, it was a privilege and an honor of uh, being here with you. I'm happy for you. I'm excited for you. And I can't wait for you to get a million subscribers. Hey. And um, I pray that every million, every, everybody that subscribed, 
uh, they send in a donation because we need some dollars. Hey, you already, you already know. Look, looking for those sponsors and please leave a review, you guys. I'm always appreciative, always dropping content every Thursday. Uh, stay tuned. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode with Gary Indiana's own I Am Bill Co. It was an extreme honor for Bill to come on the podcast and take time out his day to share his journey and what made him who he is today. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for next week. Don't forget to tell a friend to subscribe to the DM pod and leave a review.